What's up, everybody? It's Soren Baker here on Unique Access with Soren Baker. Thank you for listening. Today, we have the honor and privilege of being joined by Dana Dane. Now, Dana Dane is joining us for our Best album segment, and he has chosen to do Slick Rick's The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. This is definitely one of the best albums of rap history. It's also from Dana Dane's childhood friend. He went to high school with Slick Rick, and Dana was there, as you'll hear, while Rick Roll is recording a lot of his album, which is viewed by many as one of the best albums in rap history. So thank you very much for checking us out here on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And without further ado, let's get to Dana Dane talking about Slick Rick's The Great Adventures of Slick Rick on Best Albums here on Unique Access with Soren Baker. What's up, everybody? Soren Baker here on Unique Access, and we're talking about the best albums. And today's guest, Dana Dane, and he's got one of his personal favorites and one of the best rap albums of all time, man. Dana. That's right. Slick Rick, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Now, Dana, you went to high school with Slick Ricks, one yep. of your best friends, of course. So take us back to before the album came out and kind of set up what was the scene and the feeling like of New York after the success of the show in Lottie Dottie. Oh, man. Um, I, I remember, well, you know, just to sidetrack, I remember when um, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick pulled up into the projects in the limousine to come visit me <laughs> as the show in Lottie Dottie was on fire. Oh, wow. And I was like... Sitting in the back of the uh, limo with them drinking uh, uh, Black Dungeons. That's Old English with uh, Guinness Stout pulled in it. So. But anyway. It sounds uh, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But New, New York City was on fire, though. I mean, okay. it, they, they changed. To me, they changed the course of the way that hip-hop was going in regards right. to him having that storytelling rhyme. And then he, he doubled up with uh, with the show. And, right. you know, when he uh, said the rhyme about it, got him the D-Train uh, 205th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, so at, pretty girl. Yeah, so <laughs> at the time, I think everybody wanted to get into that little story storytelling type of thing. And you did with Nightmares as well. And, and, and luckily, also in 1985. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I was right after him, so right. I kind of solidified my spot by dropping Nightmares, you know, the next story right, right after that. So um, it, it was a great time for hip-hop, though, man. It was definitely a great time for hip-hop. But um, I thought that uh, Dougie Fresh and uh, Slick Rick was going to go on to do more incredible things and make right. uh, an album together. But as we know, that, that did not happen. happen. Yes. But what did happen was The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Yes. Now, the first single, uh, Teenage Love, of course, There's you're in the video for that. Yeah, Teenage Love. Right, yes. right, right, right. I got on my long uh, wool coat with the mink collar. <laughs> and me and uh, Vance Wright looking like twins. <laughs> Stepping or standing outside the limo. Yeah, standing say. outside the limo. Yeah. Now, that being said, um, that song really... I think it's a great song and uh, it's very interesting coming off of the show in Lottie Dottie that it was sonically totally different. It was a slow tempo. Yeah, slow tempo. Yeah. And it wasn't, uh, didn't have even the raps and his uh, performance on the song was much more laid back and kind of different. So were you there when he was making this song? Um, you know what? I, I, you know, he lived up in the Bronx. So I used to always visit him at the right. crib. So um, I was in the studio actually when he laid okay. uh, "Teenage Love." I think that's the first time I heard, heard "Teenage Love." And okay. shout out to Big Daddy Kane. He was in the video as well. So <laughs> yeah, you get all outside the limo, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, up. no. He was in the train station. Oh, he was in the train station. That's a different part of the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but right. with that said, though, um, I was in the studio that's with Chung King. Actually, okay. he mixed that in Chung King uh, Studios in, in Manhattan. Uh, so, uh, when he was going to put that song out, I was like, really? Because, <laughs> you know, it's slow. It was slower. Right. It was different. You know what I mean? But it, it was, was dope. But it was that's the just thing. different. That was the thing as a rap fan. 
that it was it was a good song for what it was, but it was so different and it didn't match what I expected or anticipated at all. Yeah, I, I, it, it took me by surprise too, and I didn't know it was going to be as big as it was. And the hook was teenage love. Teen, it was real simple, but right. it was to the point. But the story was dope. The track was dope, and of course, Rick produced that one as well. Right. Which he did uh, the majority of the album. Yeah, he, he produced most of the album. I think they just had, uh, you know, uh, Hank Shockley and Jam Master J come back in and tweak some things. Other than, I think, Teacher Teacher and uh, Let's Get Crazy, right. I, those I don't think have uh, Slick Rick's imprint on them, you know, in regards to making the music. But I think that when it comes to uh, all the hits, Mona Lisa... Children's story, story, Teenage Love, Hey Young World. I was in the house when he was plugging out uh, well, let's Hey get Young in, World. Well, Hey Young World also has a much slower tempo, but that one um, also has that like... It like a, so it had like a little Jamaican bounce to it, right. you know what I mean? So he really went into his uh, West Indian roots to, 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 uh, to rock that one out. You know? Yeah, and that song's been sampled quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, redone by uh, Macy Gray yes. as well. So And... Um, with that one, you also get uh, with dealing with the show and Lottie Dottie and then Teenage Love, we didn't have really a social commentary. And then on Hey Young World, Slick Rick showed another side of his, uh, not only storytelling and his writing, but kind of his persona and his mind. So what, uh, knowing him at the time and, and growing up and spending a lot of time with him, what do you think that that song added to kind of his legacy and showed this different side of him? Um, you know what, when, when, and this is just my, my opinion on the song, when I think about uh, Hey Young World, I think that because we were young and kind of wild then, I think that song was talking to how, because his mom's to me was a little strict, okay. you know what I'm saying? So I think that song spoke to how he kind of wanted to see himself doing the right thing, okay. but not that we weren't really always doing the right thing. So it was like a it was like a song to himself and everybody else. Like, listen, <laughs> you know the, the world's kind of crazy. Don't you can fall off, but fall back on, man. You know, listen to your mother. Be be good. You know, right. it's all right. You know, but you know we were talking about something earlier, right? So you listen to um, Hey Young World, mm -hmm. right? And you you hear that song after a minute, but. When you get Lottie Dottie, you get the show, then Teenage Love comes out, and then you pick up the album, you put the album on, oh, and man. the first song... Treat him like a prostitute? <laughs> I was like, what? So Dana, as a rap fan and not being in the music industry, I was a very young, young little lad, uh, as they would say, back in the day when the album came out, but I remember getting it and I was like, Treat Like a Prostitute's the first song? That's yeah, I don't like, even think they had explicit explicit lyrics on the uh, no, album at the time, so. right? So I don't think it was so, on that one. So yeah, so you so if you knew the if you were new to Slick Rick, right? Yeah. And then you heard uh Teenage Love and like, Ma, I want that album. And then you, Even the show. Yeah, or even, even the, the show, show. Even the show. Right. Yeah. And then you go, Ma, I want that album. And you put that album on in the house and it's like treat her like a <laughs> Like what? Or if I wonder who, who did decided that was the first song though. Or if you had a, uh, the fortune to have a cassette player in your car at the time. Right. Man, imagine how many kids probably were like, "Oh, mommy, you remember the show? Remember it had Inspector Gadget? Did you play that?" <laughs> like he was inspecting. I'm gadget. sure. I'm sure uh, it caught a lot of people by surprise just hearing that song first. Well, so did Indian Girl too. Yeah. That was obviously later in the yeah, album. Yeah, later in the album though, but 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 but, but I'm just saying, but the first song I know is treated like a treat him like a prostitute. I would think it would be uh the ruler's back, even TA Love, even Mona Lisa maybe even, yeah, right? Mona Lisa, yeah. And Mona Lisa I thought was amazing in the sense that that was one of those songs from the era, kinda like uh 
like with you with Cinderella Dana Dane that they never did a video for. Right. But you know what? So great about that song. And like Cinderella, you don't need a video for it because it's, it's so visually yeah. driven lyrically. You know what right, I mean? Right. So and it's it's kind of like true story type of thing too. Oh really? He did buy her a slice of pizza? No. Well, yeah. No, no, certainly. <laughs> but I don't think the girl name was Mona Lisa. And if I'm correct, her name was. Angie, Angie something, I can't remember. Okay. It was this girl that he liked, you know what I mean? But she never gave him the, the time of day. And okay. Trevor was his homeboy. God bless Trevor, he passed away. Okay. And they we used to be they used to be up in the Bronx. They used to go to this pizza shop. So I know the story, you know what I mean? So it's kind of true to life, you know? Well, speaking of stories, the biggest song on the album, the one he's most famous for is Children's Story. Yeah, Children's Story. So with that one, uh, I always thought it was intriguing that the the way that he made this song, it wasn't a whole bunch of verses with the choruses and all no, that. That one, one street. So track, right? what? Yeah, yeah. So what? Do you know why or how it ended up that way? I don't think he was in. At, like me, I'm into the the, the, the hooks and the choruses. You know, yes. I, like yes. I want an intro, I want a body, I want a conclusion in my song. Right. I think Rick was just into telling the story and getting it out, and and then let. The whatever come before, and because he did Mona Lisa kind of like the same way, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So that was his thing, you know. Um, I, I don't even know why he did it like that, but it was dope though, because it worked. It and definitely what, worked. What do you think? Uh, since he was obviously like yourself, became known as the one of the preeminent storytellers in rap history. What do you think it is about children's story that made it such a landmark song? Um, I think it just talked to. To to uh, every every kid and grown up about bedtime stories, okay. you know what I mean. Then you know um, it's the story itself. You know the story is about uh, a little kid who just went off the wrong path. He was right, a good right. little kid, and and that was happening every day in the hood. You know, next thing you know, yo. You know, Billy just went to jail. He yeah, I just played basketball. With yeah, him. yeah. Well, he went downtown and robbed somebody. <laughs> right. Get the hell out of here. Right. So the story rang, rang true in the hood. So right. I think that's what made it the, the uh, uh, one of his greatest stories. And then, you know, the, the setup of it was, Uncle Ricky, right. please tell me a bedtime story. So it was like, a bedtime story? Let me hear this. And it's like the first time you heard somebody on a, on a record say, I'm going to tell you a bedtime story. And it's not so much of a... Yeah, you don't want to go to sleep thinking about that, getting shot. Yes, yes. At least I don't. Yeah, me neither. Now, uh, looking back, what do you think is the legacy of Slick Rick's The Great Adventures of Slick Rick? I think it's uh, it's going to go down as one of the greatest storytelling albums of right. all times. You know? I would agree. Um, he's also set the uh, the bar for... Um, uh, multiple, multiple characters. Yes. In... On, on a record, you know, yeah, like yeah. he's Slick Rick, he's Rick the Ruler, he's the mother. Isn't there the... a story with the Indian girl where that kind of inspired? Uh, Dan, oh Dan yeah, Rick? yeah, yeah. So when he did the oh yo 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 on Indian girl, right. after I heard that, you know, in his crib, it inspired me to write my joint about Susie Bonnet and the joint yo 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 yo. I said I couldn't let Rick outdo me, you know, because right, right. it was a, you know. It was a, a friendly, friendly competition, competition yes. but we always was trying to get get better, you know. If right. he heard something that he thought, I'm sure my album inspired his album to some extent because my album came out first. Right. And I know when he heard it, like, damn, they did this thing. I got to step it up. And he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. And that's why it's one of the best albums, man. Slick Rick's The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Dana Dane, appreciate you coming through here on Unique Access. I'm Soren Baker. Dana Dane. Appreciate it, y'all. Alright, well thanks for tuning in to Unique Access with Soren Baker. I appreciate your guys' support. 
Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and however you guys checked out this episode of Unique Access with Soren Baker. Also, if you haven't already, please pick up the copies of my two most recent books, The History of Gangster Rap and The Gucci Man Guide to Greatness with Gucci Man. You can find both of those books on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, at the independent bookstore near you. And of course, you could also check them out at your library. And if any of those places don't have them, please request them. And most importantly, thank you so much for listening to Unique Access with Soren Baker, however you listen to us. And please subscribe so we get into your feed. Hit us with that like and hit us with the five stars, 10 stars, 100 stars, whatever's the highest they got on this platform. But we appreciate your guys' support and look forward to you checking us out on the next episode. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.